Hello and welcome to episode 31 of The Grocery Guru. We're here with that guru, Andrew Grant. Andrew, how are you? Good morning, Darren. Yes, very good. Thank you very much. Good, good. All right, so short week this week. We're Friday. What's been happening yep. in the world of grocery this week? Yeah, something that I um, uh, picked up on through the various uh, news feeds we get access to. But um, yeah, the, um, the the nasty word inflation. Oh, okay. All right. And um, a bit of a perfect storm brewing, I think, for uh, grocery suppliers yeah. um, in that just about everything seems to be going up in price or is in sh severe shortage. Okay, so if I take you back to the 80s, there were price increase negotiations every year and it always went up about three, four, five percent. Supplier asked for 11, we got it down. Okay, and now what's happening is we've got inflation coming again, but it's not the typical round that used to happen, is it? No, it's, um, it's going to be really awkward, I think, for the, the poor old suppliers out there. Remember, everybody's trying to recover from this pandemic. Um, yeah, not only if you look at if you look at sort of global food commodity prices, whether it's wheat or soybean or whatever, they're they're in orbit. Yeah. Um, but actually, what worries me is it's all those sort of ancillary costs that buyers are really really good at swiping away are going up like nobody's business. So, you know, the price of a shipping container from China seventeen hundred dollars to eight thousand wow. dollars. Was that a six six-fold increase? Yeah, that's a 100% um, increase. Wow. Yeah. All of us have probably had to fill our car up for the first time in a year. That's gone up from what about 108 for diesel to 128 plus. Yeah, I think there was a point where Morrison's got it below a pound, but yeah, it's up now. I think I saw yesterday 138. So yep, diesel's up. So 25% plus rise in your uh, transportation costs. Um, if you can get um minimum wage <laughs> excuse me if you can get minimum wage labor yep. um you know you're having to pay you're having to compete with the restaurant sector and everybody else so if you need somebody for your factory or to pick stuff in your fields um the shortages of labor and the cost of that labor's going up um and um obviously you've also got the covid costs you're probably having to run your factory with safe distancing rules and all sorts of various extra um costs as a result of covid Checks. and it's all, and it's all of those costs will now be sort of um building up and building some severe pressure on suppliers cost bases and unfortunately it's those costs that buyers are so so good at batting away yes um i know you and i will have done it it's very very easy to say well you know you need to break down exactly what your makeup of costs is and you know, you say shipping costs have gone up from 1700 to 8000 and I'll say, oh, yeah, but you're using a spot price based in Shanghai. I've got the three-month um, Singaporean index in my hand, and that's flat. And you're just then in a world of pain. Very true. So we've got the supply costs going, sorry, we've got costs going up in the supply chain, particularly, an particularly ancillary costs. Plus, we've also got supermarkets who are trying to recover from what was a good increase in sales, we talked here a few weeks ago about um, the average uh, increase was, let's say, 10% across the supermarkets. The bar is that Sainsbury's, for instance, I think it was £468 million worth of costs on COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we talked about the, you know, the struggles 
excuse me, the struggles that the supermarkets will have this year, trying to lap that phenomenal sales peak of last year because everybody was eating at home, eating and drinking at home. Um, so they've, yeah, they've, they've got their own pressures. A little bit of inflation is not a bad thing for a supermarket. Yep. You know, couple, a couple of percent inflation, if you could control your costs, just go straight to your, your bottom line. Um, but yeah, as always, I think it will be the, the suppliers that get squeezed. And I guess, you know, it's one of the things we do is, you know, we have, we have cost price increase workshops. We can help suppliers or walk suppliers through that tortuous maze that is a cost price increase. And I think the message out there would be, you need to start thinking about a cost price increase now. It's, it's a minimum 12 week notice period. You can, in theory, put a price increase through quicker because, you know, a supplier's price increase is uh, cost price is the same as a retailer's retail price. And they don't give you or I notification when, you know, the cost of four cans of Boddington's goes up and they don't give us a reason, do they? Um, <laughs> they certainly don't. I think the biggest thing that I would take away is buyers don't like surprises. Ta-da, yeah. here's a cost price increase. Now, at some point, yes, there's going to be a first introduction of it, but it's managing that message through. It's having having the influencing and persuasion skills to be able to do so. Yeah, I mean, second only to running over their dog, it's probably the worst news you can give them <laughs> that you're tabling a cost price increase because it, you know, it's a direct challenge to their, um, you know, to 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 what they do. And, um, and it's also another thing to think about in a busy day like we all have buyers have busy jobs as do account managers it's just a whole nother thing now to think about to manage to try and convince people to manage it internally think about future margin yeah it's tough, it's yeah. tough so yeah i think you're talking you know minimum of giving them 12 weeks notice you probably need two three four weeks yourself to um prepare and get the the messaging right so you're talking about four month process yep. so you're talking you know beginning of june june july august september you're talking about september october increases yeah. um and if anything now is the time because most of the supermarkets they're just some of them are still in q1 um certainly they're in if they're not in q1 they're in early q2 there isn't quite that year-end pressure that you get in Q3 and Q4. Trying, trying to put a price increase through over Christmas and into their landing zone of, of the end of their Q4, worst possible time. So if you're going to do a price increase for most of the UK supermarkets, you do it between sort of February and May, June. So yeah. the, the, the window's rapidly closing if you want to get a um, an effective price increase through this year would be my, my opinion. Yeah, it's all right. It's going slightly fuzzy, but I think we've got the message. And I was going to add that the window, there's a window that happens now, as you said, or February to June, and then it's going to close before Christmas. Oh, we think about Christmas, come back to me in the new year will be one of the tactics. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're, we're in a new normal, but they, in the in the old world, it was you know everybody disappears on holiday, fifteenth of July, so nothing happens till the beginning of September. Um, the minute and traditionally it was always Halloween started the Christmas season off, so you went Halloween, bonfire night, 
full on Christmas. Um, and to get a buyer's attention after about the 30th of October, um, you know, particularly with a price increase, forget it. Yes. So yeah, you probably got two prices increase over the year. You've got sort of mid-January short wind thirtieth of October in, in in you know in our experience and our opinion. Uh, Andrew, sorry, let me just it went a little bit fuzzy. Just tell us those two windows you were talking about mid-Jan to yeah, sort of mid 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 mid-Jan to um, probably around now, middle of June. Yep. the bigger window and then sort of first of september through to the 30th of october um yeah looking at another way you can blank out november through to january yes good okay went a little bit fuzzy i wanted to make sure we got that message across okay that's really good all right um my other thought is that don't take a price increase in with either a spreadsheet that looks like something that was um, built by stephen hawking as in having a million numbers that no one understands my second thought is don't have a powerpoint presentation that roughly says it's a power that, that roughly says it's a price increase but over 50 slides <laughs> Yeah, it's, as I said, it's 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 not going to be good news. It's not going to be greeted with a smile and come and have a cup of coffee. Um, it needs to be a very black and white, simple message. And yeah, be prepared for it to be a very short initial conversation that um, ends with a N-O. Yeah, fair enough. All right. OK, Andrew, brilliant. Love it. What's our takeaway from here? I think it is for you know, for, for um, our audience, which are mainly um, grocery suppliers. If you haven't already felt some significant cost pressures, and I'd be staggered if you haven't, and you haven't started thinking about a price increase, you're running out of time to get something this year. Love it. Good, nice, simple, and clear. And, and obviously, you know, the reason we do these webinars, these um, these podcasts, is we're here to help. All right. Andrew, Grocery Guru, thank you. We'll let you enjoy your Friday and your weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.